Love Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. It is so great to be with you again. This is Dawn Scott Damon. I am your freedom coach, and I'm excited about sharing with you tonight. I really believe that we have a show that's going to help you not only gain great focus in the year 2020, but to actually realize your dreams and your goals. Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to make this thing happen? You know, every year I go on a vacation with my husband and a special couple, friends that we love, and we pull out the same form that we filled out one year previously. You know, those New Year's resolutions, where do you want to be in a year from now, how much do you want to weigh, what do you want to have accomplished, what uh, habit do you want to have kicked, and what new thing did you want to add into your life. And we measure and look at and evaluate, which can be so scary to do, but so important, how did we do last year? Did we make progress? I really, truly believe that our time on Earth is so strategic And the older I get, the more I believe that, you know, we think when we're younger that we have so much time ahead of us. But then as we start to age, we recognize that our most precious commodity, the one treasure that we have that we can't get back, is our time. Someone once said that your life is God's gift to you, and what you do with it is your gift back to God. I don't know if someone said that or if I just made that up. Uh, There's many variations of it, but I don't think I've ever said it quite like that. So anyways, that's good, isn't it? I want to give my life back as a gift to God. I want to accomplish things. I believe that I've been created and so have you, but my temperament specifically, I've been wired and I've been created to accomplish things. I love getting things done. I love having something to show for my time. And I actually do pay attention to when I am the happiest, when I start whistling or having a little song inside that I start to sing. And I recognize that when I'm being task-oriented, as much as I love being with people, and I'm going to do that all the rest of today for the next four hours, I'm going to be with people. And I love that. But there's something about being with God, being with myself, and creating, whether it's writing, whether it's journaling and coming up with a a poem, a new book idea, an article, a blog, or just my thoughts, whether it's sitting here in the studio and talking to you amazing women and men if you happen to be listening But I just really love this kind of thing, creating it. I know, for me, I have to have something to show for my time on earth. I want to help as many women as possible find freedom and deliverance. In fact, that's what this podcast is all about, women helping women live a full, fierce, and free life. What does it mean to be full? What does it mean to have your cup running over? What does it mean to have this place in life where you don't feel empty, like something's missing, where you like, yeah, I like what I'm doing, but it's just not as satisfying. Don't you want to live a full life where your cup is running over and it's dripping all over the place on people and like laughter and like joy, not like the kind of mess that falls on people where you you got to go get the bounty uh, paper towel and wipe it up because it's a mess. 
We've done that long enough. But let our cup run over to the place where we infect others to say, hey, you're you're you seem so happy and you're so creative or you you're you're smashing your goals man you're just crushing it what are you doing that's the kind of life i want to live what about fears that we're not driven by fear we're not afraid of things we're not being timid we're not backing up we're not shutting up we're not putting up we're, we are saying wait a minute no god has given me a dream he's given me uh not just goals but Godly ambitions, noble desires, things that burn inside of me that are not deposited there by any human means. They are God-ordained, God-directed, and God-inserted deep into my spirit, my heart, my soul. I know what those things are for my life, and if I don't give it adequate time, if I don't have time to get along with God and get along with my dream and talk and nurse it and nurture it and allow it to develop and be creative i get really unhappy i want to be fierce about execution and and not just talking about it i want to do what god's put in my heart i want to be fierce i don't want to have fear i don't want to be interrupted i don't want to be distracted i don't want to be off focus how about you don't you think we go through life just so distracted at times and just off focus and and at the end of the day we we put our head on our pillow and we say ah you know what hopefully i'll do better tomorrow and that's good that we say that because that means the fight is still in us but what happens if we get to the place where we don't say that anymore and we've just given up and then that's the next thing then we don't feel free we're not living a free life we we're bound we're stressed out we're disappointed we're discouraged we're disillusioned we're doing everything to make everybody happy or maybe we're really busy in our day to help somebody else's dream come true that's great that's good for a while but sometimes it's just flat out fear you're neglecting your own thing you're hiding behind someone else's dream you call it serving or the gift of help all great things but not at the exclusion not at the um what's the word i'm looking for you can't help someone else meet their dreams and ignore and neglect what god's put inside of you at the end of the day you have to make your investment in you you have to invest focus in you so that brings us to the subject of today i want to talk about that one thing that you're going to get ready for in 2020 how are you going to smash your goals and your dreams in 2020 what are you going to do how are you going to arrange and organize your thoughts how do you want to arrange and organize your healing journey how do you want to organize the opportunities that will be before you instead of just running here and to and fro and scurrying and distracted and all over the place what will be the guiding principle of your life and i think that one tool that's very powerful is to have a word not six words not 10 phrases not a cool saying but a word that is not just a good word but a god word something that is given to you by the holy spirit that acts as a rudder if you will to direct your life or the compass the true north a value statement but this would just be a word a powerful one word directive that says everything has to line up with this or this will be the guiding light god's going to give me a word for example last year my word was 
gratitude. And I knew that God wanted me just to spend the year being thankful and giving him thanks and finding things to be grateful for and reframing things that might be negative or disappointing in my life and taking those obstacles or taking those experiences or those encounters that would be very painful and reframing them so that I could be grateful. And I did okay. I did pretty well. I'm going to give myself, I'm going to give myself a seven, but I had some epic failures this last year and I'm still mopping up some things that I'm like, oh, I didn't do that well. I was so negative right there or I complained right there or I really let that event distract me. And I'm trying to discern right now what is discouragement and what is holy discontent where God says, you know what, I don't want you to be satisfied any longer with this situation or this thing or this condition. I'm getting ready for you to now focus on this and make a change here. I'm so grateful God doesn't make us change everything all at once because we'd be overwhelmed. In fact, I have to remind myself to look and focus at a few things. And when I get my word for the year, focus is always kind of in the backdrop. I really need to focus on focus. <laughs> But what is your word? Have you ever done that before? I'd love to hear you send some comments in the comment box on my Facebook on this topic. Have you ever sought God for one word for your year? It's a very powerful thing to do. It gives you, as I just mentioned a moment ago, it gives you focus. It helps you get clear. It helps you know where you should spend your energy and how you should spend your time. Getting clear and having one word helps you know maybe what you should resource or where you should spend your money, certainly how you should spend your time. When you have one word, it's not like having New Year resolutions that you spend all this time writing down and then before we even get to the end of January, we've already, you know, said, ah, oh, forget it, it's not worth it, or we've messed up or we've failed. And we end up going through the year constantly apologizing and not feeling, you know, really great about where we are or who we are. But instead, just one word, as I said a moment ago, it's the guardrail or the rudder. It helps you stay going forward in the right direction. It helps keep you from falling off the side or a light that shines in the front that says, I know this is where I need to go. And I'm not going to get stuck or in a rut or get caught up in a groove and trying to move forward. Finding your word for the year is very powerful and I'm going to give you a three steps on how to do that or or maybe I'll make up more as we go along. But for sure one thing that I want to encourage you on is when you're looking for your your one word this year and in a minute I'll give you some scriptures that will verify what I'm speaking to you about. But as you get ready to do this, think about it in terms of asking God for your word. You know, we can come up with words. We can feel impressed. We can have a, a cool word, a groovy word, a thing that we, we think might be our word for the year. And that's okay. That's fun. That still serves a purpose. 
But I'd like you to think about this in more spiritual ways. I'd like you to think about this as really being a God-ordained word, something that Father God, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus Christ drops into your soul and your spirit. In order to do that, I don't know how it is for you, but there's a lot of voices in my life. And because I'm a creative being I, 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 and I am a writer, so words are not lost on me. They drop in my mind, my heart, my head all the time. And I'm always thinking, oh, this is a great idea. Oh, this is cool. Oh, I would totally love to do that. So I really have to focus with the Lord to know what is good and what is God. And so the first thing that I would recommend that you do, first of all, I love journaling. And written prayers are really a monument before God. Even sometimes when we forget them, God doesn't ever forget those. And he'll answer them. And if you start looking back in pages of your journal, you might see where you cried out to God on something. And maybe seven months later where he answered that. If you don't write it down, you may forget, in fact, you probably will forget that you even asked God about that. So go ahead and take a moment and on a sticky note or somewhere where, you'll, where you will see it, maybe on your mirror or on a white poster board that you can hang up in your closet, just write this, God, what is my one word for the year? Just simply ask him that. Once you ask him that, not only does your spirit open up to hear, but the physical organ of your brain has now been positioned to receive because your brain is a target. It looks for a target. It'll draw to itself what you told it is important. So start listening. And one of the things that I've done, and it's okay if you do this too, is if in your journal then, after you've asked that question of God, just be quiet for a while and just write down whatever you hear. You might get nothing. You might get a ton of words. I usually get a lot of stuff, and I just write down. I don't edit. I don't try to censor myself. I'll just write down what I heard, and then turn the page and be done with it for the day. Tomorrow, write that question down again. God, what is my one word for the year? When you write that down, then do the same thing without looking at yesterday's list. And go ahead and just listen and write down whatever you hear. And then later when you're done with that, you can look at the two lists and see if there are any matches. Did anything leap off the page to you? Does anything just bring te tears to your eyes or feel very important to you? That might be one way Holy Spirit begins to elevate that word to you in your mind and in your heart. Write those words down. And just put them on the shelf. Finding your one word for the year is a process. And that's why I wanted to start this podcast with you early on. So you have plenty of time before you get to January 1st to discover it. Spend some time with God and just listen and just pray. The next thing that I want you to do, once you have four or five or six words that you think might be from the Lord, then take those words. And just write them down and once again post them. And then just go on with your devotion. Get in the word as you would if you're reading every day. Just read what it is that you normally would read and see if any of those words or any of those concepts begin to leap out at you. When you go to church on Sunday and you're taking notes, and I'm sure that you do take notes when your pastor's preaching, see if any of those concepts or those words leap out at you. See if there's any confirmation about any one of those things and just continue 
to journal. So you're asking God for the word. Then you're asking, number two, this part of the process, you're asking for confirmation for what it is. And finally, the third step, when you get alone with God, decide on the word that you believe he's showing you. Once you do this, write that word down. Put it on the top of the journal that you're going to be looking at for the year. Write a blog about it. Keep it in front of you. Write it on the bottom of your mirror, not to erase it. And just live it out in your day-to-day -day life. See how it affects your marriage if you're married, your ministry if you're in the ministry, your parenting if you have children. See how this word affects your physical body, your weight, your health, your exercise, your supplements. See how this word affects your soul, your memories, your emotions, the healing that you need to do, the, the changes that you need to make, maybe some of your personality disorders or struggles that you know. These are not the fruit of the Spirit. This is not from God. Some renovations you need to make. And spiritually, where God wants to promote you and elevate you, what he wants to do, how he wants to stretch you. Live this word out. It's going to be your special word. If you want to tell somebody and have someone hold you accountable to it, that's a good idea. And every now and then, every maybe quarter, have them ask you, how are you doing on your word? If your word is determination, maybe you procrastinate and you feel like God's saying you to you, persevere or be determined. That's your word. Have them ask you once a quarter, hey, how are you doing on determination? Maybe if it's slow down or rest, someone can ask you, how are you doing on that season of rest that God has you in? Is your soul at rest? Is your mind at rest? Is your spirit at rest? All right, that's what I wanted to talk to you today about. How does that feel to you? Have you ever gotten a word from God before that will take you throughout your year? I hope that you'll do it. I hope that you'll take time to go, walk through this process and allow yourself to hear from God. I hope that you'll take time to learn the discernment and to sharpen your mind and heart and spirit. I hope that you'll shake off lethargy and complacency and being average and rise above mediocrity and let 2020 be the year that you break out of the mundane, that you break out of the boring, that you break out of the same old, same old. I hope this will be the season where when someone asks you, hey, what have you been up to? You don't say, oh, nothing much. What does nothing much and an unfire, born again, saved to the bone Christian woman have in common? Nothing much. <laughs> so don't get stuck in the nothing much. All right? I want you to seek earnestly for the one thing. Now, I told you a moment ago that I'm going to share some scripture with you, and I'm going to do that right now. Here are the scriptures that make sense with what we're talking about. This one verse really leaped out at me already this year. It's John 9, verse 25, and it's after the miracle where Jesus healed the blind men, and the leaders and the rulers are saying, Tell us who did this and tell us about this man. And the blind man just simply says, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Isn't that powerful? 
He's like, nothing else really matters. All these questions and all this distraction and all of these, you know, smoke and mirrors and shake this hand so the other one doesn't see what it's doing. None of that matters. This is the one thing I know. I was blind, but now I see. I was changed dramatically, and I am not going to stop testifying about that change. I love that verse. And, of course, this other verse that's so familiar, uh, to most of us anyway, is found in Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Amen. One thing I do, I press on. Are you ready to do it? Are you determined to do it? I hope so. I hope this motivates you. Hey, it's good to be with you today. I want to just say thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Girls Sisterhood. You're going to want to stop by Amazon and look up my latest book, The Freedom Challenge, 60 Days to Untie the Cords that Bind You. I hope and pray that you will take a minute, get this book, and start your new year by taking the 60-Day Freedom Challenge. You will be changed, set free, and delivered. You have to be. You actually have to be because it's the Word of God. It cannot return to you void. And listen, if you're a woman minister or pastor, I want you to get this book and do the Bible study with your ladies. I've been teaching these Bible studies now. And just last week, traveled to a place where they were doing the Bible study. It is so powerful. Women are just finding freedom in God. So make sure you get that. Drop me a line at my email, dawn at dawnscottdamon, D-A-M-O-N, dawn at dawnscottdamon.com. I'd love to hear from you or my website, The Freedom Girl. Nope, don't say the, just here we go again, freedomgirlsisterhood.com. I'd love to hear from you. All right, are you ready to go out there and take the world by the throat? Make sure you make it happen today. This is John Scott Gaiman saying it's freedom time.